You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Red Sox reporter, Ian Brown. And we're midway through September, Ian, as we record this podcast on the 15th. And Red Sox continue to be right in the thick of things as far as the pennant race goes. Obviously, it was a big weekend taking two of three from the Blue Jays, but then a little bit of a slip-up here as the week gets underway, dropping two of three from the Orioles, who because of that are suddenly the closest team. Just one game back of the Red Sox as Boston continues to set the pace in that American League East. It's going to go down to the wire. You just have that feeling none of these teams are going to kind of separate themselves. Um, how great has the atmosphere been in Toronto, back in Boston for this Orioles series? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun the last few days, you know, covering this uh, this tenant race. This is kind of what we've been missing the last couple of years, and there's a real buzz in the air. With You know, you have the top four teams in the American League East are separated by four games with 17 to play, and you can't really ask for more than that. You know, it, it bothers me when people say, oh, you know, the Red Sox didn't take care of business against the Orioles. I think the Orioles, you know, give credit to them. I mean, they, they needed two uh, very good well-pitched games to beat the Red Sox, and they got them. And those games were, in a way, more important to Baltimore than they were to Boston because they were the ones trailing. There were two game swings in that game that uh, you know, Gaussman pitched against Porcello on uh, Thursday. That's, that's one of the best games you'll see all year on, on both sides. And, you know, Trumbo showed why he's probably the, you know, the best power hitter in the game this year. Britain showed why he's the best closer. Um, and, it was a, and Porcello showed why he deserves Cy Young consideration. So just a lot of guys put their challenge on display in that game. Law of averages catching up with Rick Porcello a little bit, and that was a classic uh, kill-the-win kind of game, Ian. Uh, he's been so good this season, and the Red Sox have scored so many runs for him. I think it was before before the game on Wednesday, I think it was over six runs a game they're scoring for Porcello, and then he loses one to nothing. But that's baseball. He pitched great, just wasn't quite good enough, and Kevin Gossman was tremendous for the Orioles. So Blue Jays, then Orioles, and then... Here come the Yankees, and here come the Yankees who are in contention now. Who would have thought that? But you said it four games separating the top four teams. So really, this is a chance. Hey, the Red Sox come up with a sweep here, and you're pretty much giving the the knockout blow to the arch rival. On the other hand, if the Yankees get a sweep, this division looks completely different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, I would be quite stunned if the Yankees come in here and uh, and sweep the Red Sox. <laughs> this week, but you know, I guess uh, you know, stranger things have happened, so we'll, we'll have to see how, how it plays out. But yeah, it's going to be a great series, because look, the Yankees really don't have any pressure on them. I mean, they're playing to me, the Yankees are playing with house money, and that makes them kind of a scary team. They can just go out there without the pressure that some of these other teams are facing to live up to expectations. Look, the Yankees traded uh, Andrew Miller and Rollis Chapman and Carlos Beltran, and you know, at that time, people said, oh, you know, they're just trying to kind of rebuilding for next year already, and here they are. Um, so this should be, you know, a fantastic series at this point. Last time the Yankees came in here, it was all about A-Rod and this tired subplot of A-Rod being forced into retirement, and uh, the whole thing felt a little contrived. But this is, you know, a genuine thing here where the Red Sox and Yankees are, are playing baseball games that are really going to mean a lot. Yeah, and you look at these two rosters now and so much young talent on both sides. This is kind of like that glimpse into into what the next five years could be, I think, in this rivalry, certainly for sure, uh, minus David Ortiz, obviously, after this year. One big thing that's helped out this Red Sox team, Ian, over the last month has been 
and this is weird to say after most of the season, but the bullpen, which has been great suddenly, uh, the ERA in September under one for this team. Uh, Koji Uihara is back. Joe Kelly is up and, and pitching out of the bullpen again. Brad Ziegler is back. I don't want to say yet this bullpen is a strength of the team, but they're pitching at the level they need to if this team's going to make a real run in October. Yeah, no, without question, they've needed this work by the bullpen. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought that the bullpen was kind of going to single-handedly be their detriment this season. And in September, they're showing that might not be the case. A couple of big things have happened. You know, getting Koji Uohara back has, has been huge for them. Uh, he's really kind of stabilized things. They're setting up for Kimbrel. Uh, and obviously, you get Joe Kelly back from the minors, and he's been terrific. He's been lights out. And, uh, you know, Ziegler's over that flu bug he had. Uh, Robbie Ross just continues to be very overrated, or overrated, I'm, excuse me, underrated this year, especially against lefties where he's just been dominant. Uh, and Kimbrell's been really good since he came back from surgery. So I think that uh, all of a sudden the bullpen is turning into something that can really help the Red Sox rather than hinder them. Yeah, you no longer, uh, I guess, cross your fingers when, when the starter gets the, the call out of the game these days because that bullpen's playing well. As for the starters, talked about Porcello, and you said it deserves some uh, recognition as a Cy Young candidate in the American League, maybe moving further and further towards the top of that uh, of that run with no clear-cut favorite in the AL. And David Price has won seven in a row. Uh, here he goes. This is what the Red Sox thought, and i got to give you credit, Ian, because you kind of called it way back when he signed that he would probably get off to a slow start. It would take time to adjust, uh, but he would end up getting it together, and it seems like that's where he is right now. Yeah, you know, a lot of these guys who just come into this town, Boston, and they don't know uh, what to make of it. They've never been scrutinized like they're scrutinized here. Uh, aside from that, they're trying to gain approval from their new teammates and trying to justify their contract to their new teammates and to the fans at the same time. And I think that it's just, you know, 90% of these guys, I feel like, Tim, come in here and struggle at the beginning of a, you know, a big contract. We saw it with Hanley last year. We saw it with Rick Porcello last year. You saw it with John Lackey. I mean, it just happens over and over again that we shouldn't really be surprised by it anymore. But the good thing is that David Price, um, he did not go Carl Crawford on us. You know, he did not go Adrian Gonzalez on us. He's embraced the market. Um, you know, he's got used to it. He knows that he's going to be questioned. I think he's almost, in a way, kind of pitched angry down the stretch. I think he just, you know, couple, you know I noticed like in uh, after the All-Star break or around the trading deadline, I noticed that all of a sudden he started getting a little edgy interviews and saying, oh, you know, you guys can say whatever you want. Kind of like he was going to show people. And I think where before he was kind of anxious about all the, uh, the negative attention he was getting, I think it kind of, he kind of turned into a motivating factor. And I think that's really helped him here the last few weeks. And I think that's what people love to see because I think David Price, the first half of the season, you listen to him and, and throughout his career, he always comes across as this really thoughtful guy, really nice guy. And that's what everybody says he is, is a tremendous guy, great guy in that clubhouse um but when he was struggling he always had the comment that i know i'm better than this i know i'm better than this yeah. and i think maybe that got old but now you see him getting a little edgy <laughs> i think that's what red sox fans want to see yeah and he's pitched with an edge i mean he just had a, kind of had a scowl on his face yeah. the last few times he's pitched and uh, you know i like to see that competitiveness and i think that it, it makes guys better and that's why this town kind of makes guys take their game to another level sometimes. And I think that, you know, you're seeing that with him. And he's been a lot of fun to watch these last few weeks. I mean, when he's at the top of his game, you, you know, you remember when he was with the, with the Rays, of course. He just, you know, he just paints the corner, just kind of pretty to watch, pinpoint control. And uh, he's in a really good place now, uh, I think, 
for the rest of the season here. Andrew Benintendi is back, uh, back active, and you would expect him, the way he played before he got hurt, that he's going to get a lot of time. Uh, who loses out on time? Is Chris Young kind of thrown back into the role that I think we kind of all thought he would be as more of a fourth outfielder? Um, you know, where does the playing time go with Benintendi back? Yeah, I think Benintendi, you know, they're still kind of building him back. Because, look, he didn't have a rehab assignment, and they don't want to rush it. But I think eventually he's going to get back to the point where he's playing against most righties. Uh, Chris Young, you'll see him on the field against lefties. And uh, there might, you know, there might be times where Benintendi even starts against a lefty and Jackie Bradley gets a day off. So, you know, I think that uh, assuming Benintendi kind of picks up where he left off, plays like he was before, I think that you're going to see a lot of him and he'll be in the lineup uh, most nights here going forward. He's such a good uh, playing approach, you know, such a good at bat he gives you, especially down at the bottom of the lineup. So Benintendi back. Mankata obviously continues to play, and we've kind of seen it all from Mankata here uh, since getting called up, the number one prospect in all of baseball. Of course, a lot goes along with that. But I think people need to also understand that this guy was probably called up before he was truly ready, but he can certainly, there's stuff he can add to this team. And I think we've seen a little of both. We've seen the arm. We've seen the tools. Uh, we've also seen the maybe immaturity level. And the, the obvious one that's been kind of pointed out now, Ian, is is that he pinch runs in Toronto on Sunday and he doesn't know how many outs there are. And that one kind of stood out and a lot of people jumped on saying, hey, he's not ready. But I feel like this is something that you should expect to see from a guy who I think we were kind of all, maybe it isn't fair after Ben Benintendi got called up and just seemed to be ready to go. And Mankata is just not quite there yet. Yeah, no, it's all happened. A lot's happened to him in the last uh, you know, year and a half, really, where he's come into an entirely new culture here and signed this big contract and was learning how to live in the United States and learning how to play baseball in the United States. And it's not the, the traditional upbringing here that Andrew Penintendi had, where this guy's just been, you know, a polished hitter, um, wise, you know, beyond his years, probably for a while. Where Bacala is just going to have to go through some growing pains, and you know, there's no reason not to call him up, give it a shot, uh, see if it works. I think the one place I might have made a mistake is just kind of saying right away that he was going to play every day because you had to pull the plug on that really after um, two games where he, you know, he struck out uh, what was it, seven times in two games and, you know, his having a strikeout streak is up to nine uh, right now. So you had, you had to kind of pull the plug on that quickly. But, uh, you know, it's good, it's good to have him around. It's good for him to see how these guys go about their business on a, di- on a daily basis. And if somebody gets hurt, hey, maybe you'll need him at some point. And maybe one other positive that's come out of this is it, I mean, it could be a complete coincidence, Ian, but it seems like a little little bit of a fire uh, under other third basemen. <laughs> I mean, everybody else is kind of hitting now. There was, a, there was a dark hole there with Travis Shaw. Mankata gets called up, and, and suddenly Shaw is, is swinging the bat well again. Yeah, I think, like I said, with motivation with Price, I think Travis Shaw got angry. <laughs> yeah. The- Mankata came up and he thought he was going to lose his job. So Travis has taken a much better swings lately, and I think that is something good that that's come out of this. Is that uh, you know you're getting Travis Shaw back to close to the player he was uh, earlier in the year. So hopefully he can keep that up. All right, it's going to be a lot of fun. A couple of weeks to go, and of course here come the Yankees into Fenway. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Red Sox edition for Ian Brown. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week.
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.